Welcome to the Amplify You podcast with your host, me, moi, Danielle, where I interview entrepreneurs from all different types of businesses and share their story and amplify them. I am so excited to share each and every one of them with you. And maybe you're going through an entrepreneurial journey and you might see yourself within them and that might help help elevate you. So I'm stoked. I hope you are. So stay tuned. This is going to be an incredible ride. Welcome, welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today I'm really excited to let you all in on this incredible, incredible conversation with my girl, Mackenzie. Um, I followed her for a while now. She was on a show called Teen Mom and just watching her journey from that TV show to now into this incredible health and wellness business that she has going on. I can't wait for you guys to listen to her story. So Mackenzie, I'm going to pass you the mic and do a little intro of yourself. Okay. Um, whatever you want to know about me. <laughs> right. Uh, and my name is Mackenzie. And yeah, I did reality TV since I was 16 and I'm 28. I don't do reality TV as of right now anymore. I run an online fitness business called Body by Mac. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot to my story. So if I start talking, I may go on for like hours. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. No, I want to kind of get into your experience with, with Teen Mom because that's kind of how, it, well, obviously it's not how it all started, but you had this incredible opportunity, right? To be on a show. So kind of Mm -hmm. go through that experience. Like, how was it to be on a show that literally everybody was addicted to? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Teen Mom definitely had its glory days. Like, Mm -hmm. there was a time when Teen Mom got millions and millions and millions of views when it all started. Um, And I actually was not allowed to watch MTV. Okay. So I didn't really know much about the show and I was 16. I got pregnant. I'm a type one diabetic mm-hmm. and they were like, you know, there's a high chance of something bad happening to you and the baby, my A1Cs were high. It was like a really big deal. And so long story short, I got on this like support page. Like people are always asking how I ended up on the show. I got on this support page and I was like, Hey, I'm a type one diabetic. My doctor's saying I'm going to die or the baby's going to die is, can anyone give me insight? And someone was like, Oh my gosh, MTV is casting for the next season of 16 and pregnant right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that would be interesting. So I go on MTV.com, me and my sister, and we send in like the most basic, like one sentence, like, I'm 16 and pregnant and I'm a type one diabetic. And someone said that I should apply. And I actually hadn't really like watched much of the show. And I was sitting in geometry and they call and they're like, we want to come like do a one hour documentary. We are, you know, have, you know, other girls, um, we're going to fly in this Friday and meet your family and kind of see if you're a good fit. Um, so I asked my mom, I'm like, hey, mom, um, can we be on TV? <laughs> and it's MTV. And she's like, um, I'll think about it. And I'm like, well, they're on their way. Like they're on the plane on, on their way. And they're like from New York and California coming to Oklahoma, like the middle of <laughs> middle America, redneck, like all there is is 
farmland for miles and miles. Um, so it was like a little different for them. And they came and like we fell in love with them. Like, honestly, filming is a lot of fun. If you ever see the girls like complain about being on MTV, it's always like the editing or the higher up people. But I promise you, we love our producers and we love the camera crew. Like that process of it is a lot of fun. And I got really close to those people, but we, you know, went into this thinking it was a one hour documentary and I would share my story. And then one thing led to another and I was on team mom three. And then years later, you know, came back and kind of like went back and forth with TV, but it was a really, really cool experience that I'm very thankful I got to experience. And it's interesting because like it, you, you kind of like become family with these people, right? Because they're literally walking through your life with you for how, however long that they're filming with you. So it's, it's probably pretty special to have the, like yeah. with the crew and stuff like that. But so you're done with the show. Now you're building this life, right? And I think what really drew me to you and like, you're so relatable, like, it's not even funny. You're just like, you don't even care. Like you're on TikTok sharing your life story, but I love it because there's so many people that show their, like, not their true selves, right? The highlight reel, but you are real. You are raw. This is you, right? This is Mackenzie. And what I love most is how vulnerable you are in sharing your type one diabetic story, right? And your journey through that. So what made you want to be so open with that? First of all, to, to everybody. Um, I, I actually don't think that McKinsey used to be a relatable person. Mm. Like I would get on there and I really wanted people to think that I'm perfect with the perfect health and a perfect marriage and a perfect life. Mm. And that was really hard to maintain. And anytime someone would throw something at me, like hating online, I would defend it. I defend the husband I was married to. I would defend this. I would defend that. And in the end, I'm like, you know what? Like everything kind of came to a screeching hole after like my mom died and stuff with MTV and then my divorce. I think that my divorce humbled me a lot and made me realize like, if I just admit to my mistakes and talk about the, the raw, real stuff, People can relate to my story and even like, and it didn't even start like that. It just kind of started as like, F it. I'm, I'm a human. And I was just rock bottom. I'm like, I'm human. And this is what I'm going through. And my husband did cheat on me and I did lie and say he didn't. And, and I am going through a divorce and I do have bad blood sugar sometimes. And I do have this disease and I do have this. And, and I was just like, raw and vulnerable because I was so rock bottom. I had to be. And that was when people started liking me more. <laughs> like I just noticed right. like people were like, Oh my gosh, like she's a human and she's really relatable and she's opening up. And now I have like so many women reaching out to me and I'm helping them like get through their marriage or get through their divorce or then when they're having bad blood sugars and all this stuff, like the more, real we can be, the more other people from the outside can come in and connect with us. And it's actually a beautiful thing when you can be more open about the raw, ugly parts of yourself. It's, I couldn't, I couldn't even, I couldn't agree more with you. I think it's so true. And with this community that you're trying to build, like 
that you are building, how are you, um, like what's, what makes you stand out for them to like, want to come to you for you to help coach them? I just really try to be myself. I did like um, bodybuilding competitions for a while and I realized like how unhealthy that was. Like here I am ripped and I stand on stage in a little bikini and they're like seventh place because you carry too much fat under your butt or something. And then I realized like my daughter's watching me. I'm eating half the calories I should be. Uh, everyone I'm standing on stage with is on illegal substances. Like this is very unhealthy. So then I kind of like moved into, and I love like people like Lizzo because she's mm-hmm. really carving a path for women to fall in love with themselves. Like I really preach um, one, we don't starve ourselves over here. We eat and we become our best. <laughs> we are not hungry over here. So I've actually helped women like rev up their metabolism by eating what they're supposed to be instead of out there starving themselves. Um, but I really like, instead of like women always come to me and they're like, I want to lose 80 pounds. Mm. And I'm like, okay, the first step is falling in love with who you are. That's what we need to do. And then be happy. Like we really work on motivation and self-love before we dig deep into your health. And we, we dig deep into mental health before we dig deep into physical health, because people have just been given fad diets and so much wrong information. Mm -hmm. And I think like me helping women become, it's about becoming the best version of yourself. So I'm four foot 10 and 105 pounds. So a lot of women shouldn't be comparing themselves to me because if you're five, five, you shouldn't be 105 pounds. Like I, you know, or like maybe you're built different than me. Like everyone needs to focus on themselves. Like we're, we're all competing with ourselves. Like it's all about beating our, ourselves instead of like comparing ourselves with the rest of the world. And then we can cheer on other women. So I think like, I guess helping women fall in love with themselves. And then we work on the other, uh, the goals is is where I hope I can stand out and be different than other people. A hundred percent. Like I love my clients. I do one-on-one work now and I love connecting with clients and watching them Like one girl just told me, one of my clients just said last year at this time, I couldn't, you couldn't convince me that I could walk a mile. And I just signed up for my first 5k. And I think that I'm going to surprise her and fly out to run that 5k with her and be by her side. It's just stuff like that. Like, I just love like connecting some of my clients, my body by my clients have become my best friend. Some of them were at my mom's funeral. So it's just like, I try to connect on a more personal level as well. And I think that's important because I think what, cause everybody, you know, who thinks of, cause I feel like also coaches need coaches as well. I'm sure you have your own. Right. But I think that we all need that guidance and what you've just shared there with the whole like mind, body, soul aspect. It doesn't just like, it's not just fitness. It's a whole around factor when it comes to being who you are, fulfilling what you really want to be. So I, mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. and. I want to talk about now the whole factor of your mission in all this, right? Because I think that, 
I also resonated with you because I lost a family member too when I, you know, when I was younger. I lost um, my sister to cancer. So I resonated in the fact of that whole mission aspect, right? And like, because of the fact that you you lost your mother, she she wanted so much for you, and you are going to do this all for her, right? Mm-hmm. How it. I get this question a lot and I wonder if you do too. How do you feel that now you're on this mission for the two of you? How do you feel Mm -hmm. about that? Yeah. I mean, losing someone really makes you stop and think like, oh, wow, we are not promised tomorrow. What do I want people saying about me when, when I die? When I'm no longer on this earth, what do I want people to remember of me? And that's like when my mom's mission was always be kind. Mm-hmm. And since then, like, that's the one thing I wanted to rip out of my life was gossiping. Like it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. And being kind to people, like it, it it's so easy. But before she died, she, you know, I thought my mom was going to change the world and she was changing the world. She was on MTV talking about God and she was doing motivational speeches every weekend. Like she did over a hundred speaking engagements in her time of being sick. Mm-hmm. And I'm like sitting back, like my mom's going to change the world. She's changing the world. She's changing the world. And you know, when her, um, episodes aired, like, oh my gosh, she got thousands of emails. It was just beautiful to sit back and watch. And then one day she just like knew the time was coming and she called me and she said, God just told me that actually you're going to change the world. And I'm like, what? And she was like, yeah, like God just told me like my time is over Mackenzie. Like I've done everything I needed to do. I told everyone I could that God loves them and and they're going to change the world. But she was never like sad about dying. She was like, it's okay. It's not about living a long life. It's about what you do with, with the days you're given. That's what it's all about. And so every day wake up and make it the best. And I feel like I felt her the first two years because my husband had an affair um, during her sickness, the year she died and right after her sickness. And then he, we just couldn't get it together. And so I had lost it for two years um, after her death. I actually didn't grieve until I divorced. Cause I had to just like forgive everyone and everything and rebuild my life step by step. And that's when I was like, went back to what she told me, like, she said you were going to change the world. So now it's time. You had a rough two years. You didn't fail her. You can start here and you can start now. And all this like started in October and I've come a long ways. I was just talking to my friend about how far I've come since that divorce. But a big part of it was that like now you're living like you said, now you're living like for the both of you, like her mission was so powerful, but it was so simple. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds taboo to just be like, Hey, Jesus loves you. You matter. You're so important and go be kind to others. Because if you be kind to someone, it's going to make them feel good enough to be kind to someone else. And you're going to have a domino effect so and true. like little changes that you go out and make can make a, a big Different. Someone could be having a bad day at Walmart and you could give them a compliment and it changes everything. And so I think about that like every morning I wake up and think about like 
what she told me. And I feel like I'm just living my days so different now. Like I was put on earth. Okay. I was put on earth for a reason. I'm here and I might as well make the best of this life that I'm given. Mm, I love that. And I I couldn't agree more. I feel like, (laughs) and and I don't think it's a burden because a lot of people feel like it might be a burden to be like living for the for two. But I think it's just like, it's your mission. And it was like that time where she was like, that you, you had that time to really felt her. And then now it's like, it's your time. And mm. so my next question for you is like, what's next, right? You have, you have all you've, you've done. I've seen you do marathons. I've seen now and you're helping these incredible clients that you're seeing flourish. Like what is next for you? Ah, I have so many goals, so many goals. Um, that New York city marathon was a huge goal. And what people don't know is like, I trained for that marathon in the hardest time of my life that I've ever lived. And I ran that like, not even knowing I was, um, struggling a lot. And the whole time I was running that, I just said, okay, I'm here. I didn't get to train properly. I went through a divorce during training. This is very hard, but I'm here. And this was my mom's dream. So what you're going to do, Mackenzie, is you're going to put one foot in front of the other until you cross the finish line and you're going to look around you and, and soak in every moment that you get. And it was just, I was very emotional that whole race. My body had never ran more than 20 miles. Then I've only done one 20 mile run. The other runs were like 10. Here I am running 26 miles. It was the most beautiful thing I have ever experienced. I can't put it into words. Um, but after I got done, I'm like, okay, what's my next goal? Mm -hmm. And so I do this thing where like, Instead of creating a big goal, I do little goals. And so every month I revisit my vision board. It's it's behind me. I don't know if you can see it. I see it. Um, Yeah. I revisit my vision board. It's about becoming 1% better every day. So every day I wake up and think, how can I become 1% better today than I was yesterday? And it's like baby steps. And that has brought me like really far. I did relaunch um, Body by Mac, but in the year of 2023, I want to run a marathon in another country. I know that's weird, but I, I do want to do that. And I want to um, open my own gym. So I came here mm-hmm. to like inspire and live. Like I live in Florida now, mm-hmm. um, but I, I actually just went and toured a gym that was for sale today, but I want my very, very, very own gym, like to call my own. And then I want to take body by Mac on tour in 2024, where I travel, sell tickets and people can come do my workout and like meet and greets and just like fun stuff like that. I mean, I have a lot of, a lot of goals, but it's like that 1% better one, one at a time. So gyms first and then going on tour is next. And hopefully I can do that next year. And I also like, I wrote a book and that was a big bucket list thing. But when I wrote the book, I didn't want to write the book. I know that sounds really But at the time I'm like, I didn't make it to the other side yet. And so the book is very like, um, I knew in the back of my mind, I was going to get a divorce, but I wasn't ready to write about it yet. So it was like how my marriage made it, what we had been through. It's just like very, like it was in a time. And now I'm like, I want to write 
another book about healing and the power of that. So. And you, and you, and you should a hundred percent. And I think that that's what you said right there is the key is that you, you know, cause it's easy to like, when you want to do something, but to do, what is it? it you should, re- you should do something from the, not when you have this, is it the, like, not when you have the wound, from the sc- but like t- t- talk from the sc- scar, not the wound. Is that the saying? I know what saying you're it's talking a, about, right. but I'll mess it up too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go with it. Let's just go with it. But, but that part, like now that you're healed with everything, it's time to do it again. And I yeah, love like, it. Now's the time to write a book. Like it yes. can be so powerful. <laughs> well, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And wow. I love the way you focus on those small goals too, because a lot of like entrepreneurs or what or business owners, they always think about, you know, the bigger thing, but it's so important to focus on those small goals and celebrate those. So I guess like my next question for you, as we're kind of rounding everything out is like, when you look at yourself in the mirror, do you celebrate those small wins and how far you've come? Yeah. So I've never lived a life where I was able, and I've accomplished a lot. Mm-hmm. But I never was able to like accomplish something and then appreciate it. I, th- mm-hmm. I don't know if this is what 30 looks like. Or what, but I mean, even with my kids and, and the dog and and every little thing I make, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you, God. Like, oh, wow. Wow. Like, I'm just so proud of myself. And I think I'm actually able to soak in moments. Well, it's very interesting. I've been to New York like 10 times, all with, you know, work, MTV, whatever. Um, And every time I was just there. Like I was just there. There were so many people who wish they were in my shoes. And I was, I guess a brat is selfish. I was just there. But this last time I saw a whole new, I stood in the same spot. I always mm-hmm. stood in like Times Square, Central Park. Yep. And I was able to appreciate it and soak in the, and feel the, feel the motion so much more. And I think I started to learn to feel life when I finally decided the only way to heal and to get to the other side is to feel the emotions. Okay. Today we're depressed. We're grieving. Let's invite grief. Almost like grief is, or depression is a person. It is what it is. I can't bottle it down. Depression's going to come sit beside me. We're going to talk this out and we're going to work through this. I think that's when I started like feeling, I mean, I would spend four hours a day journaling in my healing process. And I did that for a long time. I did the 21 day Daniel fast. Like I did Mm -hmm. a lot of hard work. Um, And now it's like, that was hard. Feeling those, feeling those feelings was hard. Finally saying out loud, you were cheated on. You were, and you, you, you told the world it didn't happen. So you could believe, like, I had to just say, okay, this did happen. Mm -hmm. My mom is dead. All this is happening. And when I felt that, and got through it and healed. Now I'm able to learn how to feel feelings. And now I can feel the small victories. Oh, and it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I, I like, I have like chills because it's, <laughs> I mean, no, I seriously do. Because I think that a lot of people, you know, it is hard work. It is hard work. And some people can't get to that other side. So I love that you're honoring yourself in that in, in, because first of all, I'm a New Yorker. I live 
I lived, I lived in New York for 15 years. I know exactly where you're talking about the center of Times Square. I wouldn't think that way. <laughs> when you're from middle America, Oklahoma, and you've never left your hometown, you see New York on TV, you see California and Florida on TV, and you dream of visiting there. <laughs> so, no, I, mean, I love you know, it. Could be something else, though. Yeah, you know right. exactly, exactly. No, but I love that. I love that, and I'm so happy for you and like where where you're gonna go. And I, I know my listeners are gonna want to like tackle you. They want to get into your DMs. They want to kind of connect with you and, and work with you possibly. So share everything that you got going on because I'm gonna put it in the show notes, and I know that my listeners are gonna reach out for sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously social media is the best way to follow me. I am, people know me as Mackenzie McKee. I am Mackenzie Taylor Douthit now. My last, my last name has changed. And so wherever you can find me on social media, it'll be like the link in bio. I'm always throwing out information of how to reach me. So if you want to go click on my link and sign up or, or whatever, get on the phone with me to talk about one-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, no, definitely guys. I would really suggest it because not just because, I mean, this is the, this is the beauty of being a podcast. I was actually having, being able to talk to people like you, Mackenzie is because like, I feel like now, even just like this short amount of time, I feel like I kind of know you a little bit even more. And I just, I, I know that I could feel your heart. And I know that you are just a true, genuine human being. And I cannot wait to see what happens to you next and to flourish and and all the things. So I just truly appreciate you just taking the time out. I know you're a busy mama and I just appreciate you. Thank you so much. This was a fun podcast. I really, really enjoyed this. And I love following your page too. Thank you so much. Well, guys, if you guys love this episode, please tag the two of us. We'll show you some love. But Till next time. Guys, I'm super excited to announce that I just launched an online clothing boutique called Bella Mel Boutique in honor of my sister who passed away from cancer. The clothing in there right now is incredible. The wholesalers that I'm that I'm gonna have in there, I'm being very strategic. Um, they're gonna be very special, near and dear to my heart as well. So please check out the website, bellamelboutique.com and check the Instagram page, Bella Mel Boutique. And I can't wait for you guys to see it.